Welcome to the Social Lights podcast with Kate Vandervoort, where I interview changemakers and innovators on how they connect with their tribe on social media. Brought to you by Social Mediology. Welcome everyone to the podcast today. I am joined by the wonderful Ali Villani, who is the self-published author and creator of Ali, the Shiny Sparkly Unicorn. Welcome, Ali. Thank you so much for having me today, Kate. I'm very honoured to be here today. I would love to get started by asking you what lights you up and what gets you out of bed in the morning. So for me, life is just such a privilege and I spent many of my years of my life being a very unwell human. So after having lots of, you know, spiritual awakenings and lots of uh, growth within my life, what gets me up in the morning is just purely that we actually get to live. So I am one of those crazy ass people that get up very early in the morning. So 4.44 is my kind of uptime. I'm kind of really connected with numbers. And that for me is just such a sacred time in my life. So what gets me out of bed is, is completely serving others for the greater good. And, and that's kind of how I start every morning with that beautiful prayer that I learned from Gabriel Bernstein or The Course of Miracles, which is where would you have me go? What would you have me do? What would you have me say? And to whom and how may I serve today? That's the first thing I say when I wake up in the morning and I get up and I spend a couple of hours just, yeah, just really serving myself and, and what it is that I want to do to connect with others for the greater good. So tell us a little bit about your journey prior to Ally the Sparkly Unicorn and what kind of brought you to that precipice before that started? Yes, I had a really interesting upbringing and I suppose for me, some of my shiny sparkly ingredients are that I see everything in bright colours. I don't see anything within the box or within the lines. I'm a person that can't sit still. I'm a high sensory human, so probably borderline spectrum kind of human. So for me, my early childhood was full of bullying. I was very different to everybody else. And I had a lot of health issues, you know, growing up, I was, I was kind of never really well. And I was probably living so far from my truth, which came with a whole lot of mental health um, challenges. So as I talk amongst young people and you sort of teenagers and, 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 and adults, I always say I, I can be a person that goes from being like absolutely amazing to want to die in 3.2 seconds. And that's, you know, that's, that's a pretty, pretty challenging path to take. And there's a big reason why I wrote Ali the Shiny Sparkle Unicorn, which I, I look forward to chatting about in a minute. Yeah, and, you know, childhood for me was, was kind of challenging and even into my adulthood has been really, really challenging because I just kept frantically hiding all of those shiny sparkly ingredients that make me a really, really special human because I'm just different. I'm different to what the social norm is. I think very differently. I'm an incredible problem solver and I just don't view life like, most of my friends do. I view it from a very, very different angle. So yeah, so it was, yeah, it was interesting, interesting uh, kind of upbringing. You know, lots of really awesome things happened, but there was also a lot of sadness and, and also a lot of anger. And probably for me, the biggest thing and the biggest challenge is I didn't have any shame resilience. And being someone that is a very high maintenance human, you know, I would spend a lot of time in shame. So a perfectionist, I'm a recovering addict, you know, OC, probably borderline OCD, things like that. So, and with that comes a lot of shame and with shame comes a lot of darkness. Mm. And so out of that, obviously this project has been born from your own personal experience. So why, tell us a bit about Ali and 
your book and why that was the solution or the path for you, I guess, from that? So Ali the Shiny Sparkle Unicorn was, was born on the 10th of March 2018 and it, it was not something that kind of like I created, it was just something that came through me. And to backstory that a little bit, it actually started in my online women's community. So I have a women's community, there's about 650 women in there. I use obviously social media to run that Facebook group. And they started referring to me as I would, you know, do my calls. We do a call every Friday morning and we, we study Taoism and, you know, we talk about a lot of the Brene Brown's literature and, you know, we just, it's just a space, a sacred space for women's growth and empowerment. And they used to just start referring to me as Ali the Chinese Sparkle Unicorn because, you know, one of the spaces, I mean, I created this space because I couldn't find any space for myself. That's basically why I created it. I was like, I'm feeling pretty lonely. I'm an introvert, extrovert. It means that I love connecting with humans, but I also don't like it either. So I love connecting with humans on a really deep level, but I don't like connecting with them on a very superficial level. So I created this space and it was a very safe, sacred space, kind of like my morning routine. And yeah, then they started sort of sending me things, unicorn things in the mail, like leggings and, you know, socks and all things unicorn cups and things like that. And yeah, anyway, so when I got up on the 10th of March, I was woken up really. I was woken up by, you know, whatever it is that you believe in the universe. And um, I just literally came and, and sat at my computer and it, it took 10 minutes to write. I shared it with the community and they loved it. And then we just gathered a process. Like we went through this 10-month process all together. As we edited it, I found an illustrator, which is my best friend's partner, Emma. And yeah, and then I shared it with them. They shared it with their kids. It went back and forth and back and forth. And then we did an amazing Kickstarter and raised, I think, only $17,000 over a 30-day period. And yeah, Ali was born. And tell me a bit about where Ali's made and because I know there's a bit of a story around where Ali comes from as well. Mm -hmm. So this is a, the front cover of um, Ali. So I, I'm a completely self-published author and, and Ali is a true story. So it's actually written about me as a, as a young person. So basically the concept of the story is Ali sees everything in bright colours, his music inside of her head. And when she's born, she's a little bit different. She goes to school, the other kids are not like her. They tease her for dancing around the playground and singing her favourite songs. So then all of her music and her colours go away. And, and in the book, it's actually illustrated like that, where it's colourful and then all of the colours go away and then what she does is she talks to her mum and her mum tells her the bravest thing she can do is be herself so that's what she decides to do and then all of the music and the colors come back so yeah it's such a connected story to me that's been within my healing journey around Ali and, and, and what she's like so as I go into schools which I'm sure you'll ask me about in a minute but as I go into schools one of the things that I like to teach kids is that your shiny sparkly ingredients are what make you special and uh that they're like when we can embrace them and not frantically hide them under the carpet. So as I always um, use as a, my shiny sparkly ingredients, like as I can't sit still, um, it's, that's actually my best superpower. <laughs> um, I'm a very focused human. Whereas, you know, I used to channel that into numbing and addiction. Whereas now I channel into focus and, and doing really, really good stuff in the world. And I see, yeah, I see everything bright colors. I hear music in my head. I can't sit still. I love to hug. And, yeah, that's just, they're, they're the things that make me really, really super special. And once you accept them and embrace them and just own who you are, it makes life a lot lighter. Yeah, there's just so much more lightness around you and, and a lot less darkness because you're just, you're just being who you are. You're being your truth. You're being in your originality. Mm, 
Beautiful. And where do you have Ali, the actual unicorn? The I, I almost don't want to call her a toy because she doesn't. She's more than a toy. Where does she get made? How, what's her journey before she goes out to her new homes? <laughs> so Ali is a kindness doll. So I created Ali last year, and. The reason why Ali got created is when I started reading my book in schools, I wanted to connect the kids with something or like a mission that they could come with me. So my whole purpose of Ali is to shine a light on bullying, but doing it from a positive angle, not a at like the negative angle. So not concentrating on bullying, concentrating on kindness. So I created Ali as a way to connect the kids with coming on a mission with me to sprinkle kindness around the world. So I created Ali and I created Ali's little book, which is a little book of kindness. Now in the little book of kindness, I came up with seven, like seven concepts that the kids could actually come with me to sprinkle kindness around the world. So there's seven rings on a unicorn horn, there's seven colors in the rainbow, and there's seven days in the week. So these seven things is what I get the kids to to come on that mission with, so being friendly, saying kind words, smiling at people, being yourself, accepting others for being themselves, being helpful, using their um, manners, so saying please and thank you and giving compliments to others. So for me, like my mission and my passion is really teaching kids to be themselves and just to be kind. And when I actually grew up, my mum shared this piece of wisdom with me, which is if you've got the choice between being right and being kind, always choose kindness. And that is something that has stayed with me. So I just always am asking myself, what is something that I can do that's kind? I don't have to be right. I just have to be kind. And I think in a world where social media is not going away, there is a level of responsibility that we have to take to teach our youth how to be an influencer in a positive way. I love social media, but I also hate social media. <laughs> Polarity, right? Polarity has to exist in the space, in the same space where there's light, there's dark, where there's dark, there's light. And when I was speaking to some um, young women, so between the age of 13 and 15 last week on Ali and, and owning their shiny sparkly ingredients, I asked them to actually come on a mission with me through spreading kindness and I asked them to share everything on social media through a place of, of kindness. And imagine if, imagine if our social media channels or whatever, it be Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, whatever that those channels are, imagine if they were filled with kindness rather than criticism mm -hmm. and judgment. And that's the opportunity that every single one of us actually have. When we embrace our truth and we embrace our originality and we embrace our voice and then we influence in a way that spreads positivity um, through our influence through social media, can you imagine on a consciousness level what that would do for the planet? Um, and we mm -hmm. get to have that choice we have to lead by example. So if you were to jump onto any of my socials, whether it be my own personal socials or Ali, you would only see positivity. And that's a conscious choice that I made that everything that I post is not for external validation. It's not to get likes. It's not for someone to say how amazing you are. It is purely to think about what this post can do to inspire others to, for the greater good. Hmm. Yeah, that's wonderful. Um, so 
What's the vision for where this is going? Tell us a little bit about the work that you're doing in schools and, and the bigger vision of, of Ali and, and the change, the impact that she's going to make on the world. So I'll just tell you a little bit about what I've done in the last 12 months. So in the last 12 months, I've visited, I think, something like 85 education facilities, and I do it for free because this is my passion and my mission. Um, And I get dressed up just like Ali. So, you know, pink wig, I've got this same skirt, same looking stockings, um, and I do author reading. So I've been in front of around 5,000 students um, over the last 12 months. Um, My... My mission with Ali is just to do more, like to do as much as I possibly can to connect kids with being themselves, embracing their shiny, sparkly ingredients and and that make them special and allowing those shiny, sparkly ingredients to be their superpowers Um, and just to talk about kindness. Now, if I I was to get onto my passion, (laughs) my real passion, is I want the education curriculum to change. That's my real passion. Um, And this is something that um, I get very deeply passionate about. Algebra didn't change my life and it didn't help me when I was having mental health issues. What's changed my life is me learning psychological skills um, that have actually helped me learn about shame resilience um, and about emotions. That's what's actually helped me be who I am today. So our curriculum needs to change. It really does. And specialised programs are just simply not enough. Our statistics in relation to mental health in our youth is just increasing. Our level of spectrum kids is increasing and our level and our number of suicide rates are going up. And education is the key for this change. So we need to see, and this needs to come from, you know, a government level where we actually need to see moral education being taught in the everyday curriculum. So, um, and when I go to Nepal, so this is something that I do every single year, what I have found in there is they actually teach this within their curriculum from the moment that they go to school to the moment that they leave. And this is taught in their everyday curriculum, kindness, understanding your emotions. Um, And I'm just like, why are these people so humble why why when I visit this country why are they so connected why are they so loyal why are they so kind and it's because moral education is taught every single day even learning how to be in the present moment I didn't learn that until last year I'd never experienced life in the present moment until I visited Nepal last year for my second time. And I experienced, as I call myself a sweaty creative, and that's someone who is a deep-ass, soul-thinking um, uh, person that just my mind is always going. I mean, that's it's just it never stops, right? It does when I meditate, um, which is cool. And now that I've learned to be in the present moment, which is in the nothingness, right, then I, like, we got to learn, we got to teach people how to do that, because this is what's going to be the impact on us um, having a big change on our mental health. We've got to teach kids how to cultivate their well-being across all of the six platforms of well-being, nutrition, um, uh, mindset, value, meaning, and purpose, relationships, psychology skills, Psychology skills are the game changer and we don't need to be broken and lying on the floor, rocking back and forth, having an anxiety attack before we learn these skills. So my deep-ass passion is for the education system to change and for us to actually start teaching these core life-saving skills 
in our education system and that's got to start from the moment they go into childcare to kindergarten into primary school and it's got to be cultivated the most in between the times which is from when they start high school to when they end high school because honestly every time I hear of a kid dying through suicide a piece of my heart dies and that's just not okay. Mm, what an amazing passion and vision to have and you're clearly already out there affecting change in that space which is yeah why I really wanted to talk to you today so thank you for sharing that passion and that vision as a <laughs> mum of two young kids I share that I share that with you so it, it's very heartening to me that there are people so proactively working in this space because it's so critically important. And I, I love what you said about the, you know, the light and dark of social media. That's something I'm also really passionate about is there's definitely a shadow side to social media. Um, but when we look at how much positivity can come out of it as well, when we're connecting around things that we really care about or connecting at a human level, I always find it interesting that people talk about the disconnection that social media can create, and it certainly does. But I also, I mean, there's thousands of stories I know of of just deep connection happening between people that would never have happened otherwise if it wasn't for social media. So I'd love you to tell us a little bit about how you use social media in your business, your life, and how you activate people around this vision and mission that you have that is clearly so powerful. I love social media with boundaries. So I've got a few of my, and I'll, I'll explain a few of my boundaries because I think this is so very, very important for people to implement boundaries when using social media. So I don't follow anyone that triggers any type of negative emotion in, in me. That is one of my boundaries. I also don't use social media all of the time. I have targeted times where I actually jump on, on social media and I have a three scroll rule. If I've scrolled my social media more than three times, I know that I am numbing and numbing and mental health are not good. So social media is an amazing tool as long as boundaries implemented. So for me, I love social media. For me, I've used it in lots of ways. I use it, I use it every day. The first probably area that I use it is with my online community. I absolutely love my online community. As I said, there's around 650 women in there. It's just a sacred space for us to connect. And out of that, I um, run retreats twice a year. So I think it's a wonderful place of connection for us to level up to the next level of connection, which is in-person connection. So that is awesome. I run an online call every Friday where we can all jump on and basically like that's just me sharing my gratitude, it's us, you know, at the moment we're studying Brene Brown, we're also studying the Tao Te Ching, which is Chinese philosophy. And we just sit and we talk about, you know, stuff. Like last week we were talking about, you know, developing shame resilience and we just use Brene's literature. So that has been a wonderful space for me. I also use social media to share Ali's journeys. So Ali, the beautiful thing about social media, Ali has gone into lots of different countries. She's now in the US, she's in the United Kingdom, she's in Poland, she's in Canada, in Kenya, she's in Nepal. And just recently, one of my beautiful friends, Ange, she actually bought 15 copies of Ali and took Ali to Fiji. And she gave out copies of Ali to lots of um, schools and, and students in Fiji because she was doing some, some beautiful giving back work herself. And that's all through social media. I also use social media to use my voice in a really, really positive way. 
So as I said, every day I will share something on social media, whether it be through my stories or whether that be through posting. And that's something that can influence someone to get out of their own way and think about something different. So I love getting people to think outside themselves. I love getting people to ponder on stuff that allows them to grow. And I think, I mean, I think social media is just one of the most incredible tools. However, what I don't do is I don't sit in chat rooms and talk about stuff that's full of judgment. That's just not something that I would do. It doesn't bring any light into my life. Um, And I think that's a very, very dangerous space. I don't ever, ever put any type of comment on that's going to cause any type of um, really opinionated conversation. Again, it's not a space that I want to play in. And again, they're just me exercising my boundaries. But with everything, it doesn't matter with social media or anything, where there's light, there's dark. So there's always going to be intense polarity. However, we, and this is what I was teaching, talking to the girls about last week, is we have the power to engage in what we want to do and how we engage in that. We can block anyone. We can stop following anyone. We can completely and utterly choose how we want to engage in social media. It's just our choice. But teaching that to our young people, teaching that to our adults is very, 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 very important. And social media is not a comparison game. Social media is often people's highlight reel. And for me, if I'm ever looking at someone and I am like comparing myself, I'm like, no, that's not okay. This is not about comparison. This is not about how someone is far ahead or behind or where I am. This is not that. So if I'm ever affected by that, I'm just like, whoa, right, let's pull it back. You are doing the best that you can in life and you are absolutely an amazing human and you've got to put some extra boundaries in if you're getting yourself into that space or you're pulling yourself into that space. Mm. And did you do you market through social media for Ali? So it's it, uh, her profiles. Do you have one and the same profiles, or does Ali have her own? Um, she has her own. She has her own, and I'd love you to follow her. So it's just Ali the Chinese Sparkle Unicorn. That's her social media handle on Instagram and Facebook. Um, so yeah, so I I separate um, my kind of you know independent um, life um, and Ali. So Ali's kind of like that. She's her own character as such. So she has her own separate um, separate accounts. Um, but the rest of it, everything else falls under the one thing. That's something that I worked really hard on last year. Um, I, uh, I kind of had things going everywhere. So, I um, yeah, I just got a little bit of help on pulling that all together just to, to have my personal branding looking just really um, aligned um, and got very, very clear on, um, yeah, just got really, really clear on what it is that I offer um, and I think that's very, very important not to have things going everywhere. I did that and it didn't really, I didn't really go that well with that. <laughs> yeah, and that, that becomes quite stressful. <laughs> yeah, when you're trying to manage 40 million social media accounts, it does become yeah. very stressful. <laughs> yeah. That's wonderful. Is there anything else that you'd like to share with us, Ali? Any final um, final wisdom? It's lovely to get an insight into both you, Ali, and also Ali, the shiny, sparkly unicorn. But is there anything you'd like to share as we finish off? Maybe, um, maybe just leave you with this message around um, self-awareness and personal responsibility. So bullying is a massive issue that we're facing um, and that's obviously my passion around Ali the Shiny Sparkly Unicorn is teaching um, teaching kids around being themselves and, and being kind. But that's also teaching adults around being themselves and being kind. 
Um, bringing self-awareness to our own behaviour is very, very important because often sometimes we actually don't even realise what we're saying can have an impact on somebody else. Taking personal responsibility for that and just even apologising, letting go of resentment is just is just such an important thing. And I think there's two parts of, of bullying. The first part is, is the person that's being bullied. So like me, I had to grow a backbone. I had to teach people how to treat me. Now, some that might not be a very um, a very supported thing by many people that are in that field, but I had to, to learn how to teach people how to treat me, what's okay and what's not okay. So if I'm ever in a situation where I feel that someone said something to me that I don't like, I just ask them to stop. Like what we teach our five-year-olds to do, I just do that now as an adult. So if you said something to me that I didn't like, I would just call you up and say, please don't say that, I don't like it can you stop, right? And if you don't stop, I'm just not going to be your friend. I'm just going to exercise that boundary, right? So there is a level of backbone that is required to be built for us to teach people how to treat us. There's also a level of self-awareness that is required to, to really take stock of what is coming out of our mouths. And that's something that um, for me, I have some very, very solid boundaries. Human pettiness is just something that I do not do. I don't gossip. Most people are connected through gossip. It's not okay. Connect because you have some things in common. I try and really steer your conversations in a place of empowering people and um, bringing light into people's lives, not talking about other people's lives because that is not cool, right? There's no part of that that's cool. So bringing awareness around that. So the unicorn effect is something that I, that I, that I like, which is self-awareness plus personal responsibility equals you living a magical life. And I call that the unicorn effect. So bring light to your your behaviour and how you're, you know, speaking out there through social media or just in the world. And then also take stock on how people are treating you and start teaching them how to treat you, what's okay and what's not okay. And this is my last one. Own who you are. I'm a highly sensitive human. I'm an extrovert, introvert. I've got a nose like a hound dog. My sensories are like super high. I don't like socialising with people over coffee and cake. But if you asked me to go to the beach and walk 10,000 steps with you, I would be in. And I own that and I'm not afraid to tell people that because that's what makes me happy and I am the only one that is responsible for my happiness. So I'll leave you with that one. Oh, that's wonderful. So much wisdom in there. Thank you, Ali. And thank you so much for um, taking the time to speak with me today. Ali the Shiny Unicorn is a favourite in our house and the um, story, is a, story is a regular on our evening reading list. So thank you so much. And once again, just tell people where they can find you. Um, and I highly recommend anyone with a child certainly gets, um, gets Ali and her book into their home ASAP. But where can people find you? So you can find Ali on AliTheChineseFuckleUnicorn.com. So I am a completely self-published author. So every book is signed by me. Every doll is, you know, posted out by me. Every, you know, book is hand signed to the, the child's name if requested. Um, and you can find Ali and Ali the, the Kindness Doll um, on there. And you can also find me on social media just under Ali the Shiny Sparkle Unicorn on Instagram and on Facebook. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Ali. It's been really great speaking with you today. Uh, um, thank you so much. I have deep appreciation for allowing you to allowing you to let me share my um, passion and my message around Ali the Chinese Buckle Unicorn. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us on the Social Lights podcast produced by Social Mediology. 
You can connect with us on Facebook at Social Lights Podcast, and you can find today's show notes and more episodes at socialmediology.com.au forward slash social lights. Please subscribe in your favorite podcast platform to receive future episodes and share with your tribe to inspire others to action.